0: The following program contains subject information that may be inappropriate for our younger listeners. Parental guidance is suggested
1: now we're getting to the bottom of everything
0: it's time for mother angelica i mean that's awesome answering the call answering the call
1: this world is no place for catholic chickens
0: answering the call
1: you call that a failure i call it a great success
0: here's father joseph and doug Kent. and welcome once again to
2: mother angelica answering the call again the program featuring phone callers to Mother's classic live shows over the years in the 80s and the 90s, and her answers as only she could put forth those teachings of the church. And of course, Father Mm -hmm. Joseph Mary Wolf is here with me. Of course, our chaplain at EWTN. Always great to see you.
3: And good to be with you too. Now I was thinking about the great Jubilee year. It was the busiest year we had here with so many pilgrims coming on pilgrimage and attending the live shows with Mother Angelica. And of course many of them would ask, can I have your autograph? And she would always write, Jesus loves you, mm-hmm. Mother Angelica, with an exclamation point. And she said that's the essence of evangelization, to help people that Jesus loves you.
2: Absolutely. And our topics for today, we've got great things are wrought through prayer, what do you do after having an abortion, can't keep yourself in a position of despair, And Mother Angelica discusses soap operas, TV, and more. Was she an aficionado Mm. of soap operas?
3: (laughs) By no means. (laughs) By no means. And, you know, people love Mother Angelica because of her no-nonsense commentary. You're going to hear that in this one. And it's really something even more relevant, as we know, sadly, today. But she mentions here, that's why God raised up this network to bring the light of the gospel in the deepening darkness. And we have to be here to have this alternative, to bring truth and light and purity and show the beauty of virtue. You know, today there was a group of uh, sisters who attended the noon mass today. They're actually from Mexico City. And just the beauty of living a virtuous life. And they were on their way to to Dallas um, for different uh, events that were going on there. But I've been struck by that too just seeing some families who are striving to live their catholic faith well and just the beauty of virtue.
2: Well, the thing that struck me which uh, you just alluded to is you're thinking this is, you know, 20 plus years ago. Mm-hmm. It it's exponentially worse today.
3: Yeah. There's really nothing you can't that you can watch that hasn't some political agenda and uh, sexualized and, and just a threat, really, to our virtue and uh, growing in holiness.
2: Right, and, 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 and a kind of an anti-God mm-hmm. uh, sense to it, and certainly uh, this idea that, you know, basically nobody can tell me how to live my life.
3: Right. I love um, Dietrich von Hildebrand's definition of purity, reverence. It's reverence for the person, reverence for ourselves. It's not just a disregard for everything and you know, modesty and integrity and innocence. No, it's a reverence for that.
2: Very well said. Mother Angelica discusses soap operas, TV, and much more.
3: We have a call. Hello.
4: Good evening, Mother. Good evening. This is Marianne Vasek from Brookfield, Illinois. Yes. Yeah. And I want you to know that I even bought my own television set and had it connected to cable. So I could watch your show because my husband always has the ball games on (laughs) (laughs) so now I can watch you all I want and um, my fear is tonight in Chicago on a major program at dinner time they featured all these soap operas and emphasized the fact that uh, the main point of these programs the soap operas is to show older women in love and in bed and married to men who are young enough to be their sons it even showed uh, cameos of feature scenes which turned my stomach and besides that they interviewed the stars one of whom had the nerve to say that there is not a woman who wishes that she could be in bed with one of these young studs. And the fear I have is the influence all of these programs have on our society, and especially on our young people and children, because right. they are allowed to be shown as late as 3.30 in the afternoon.
1: And You're absolutely it's, right. It's um. There are many things in the world today that I don't think any intelligent, faith-filled human being can understand. You see, all these feminists are already destroyed by their own feminism. See, they, they, they put themselves up as prostitutes. They put up all women wishing they were prostitutes. See the, the, a country that does that, and a film industry that continues—they blaspheme God. They, they put on that—that insults a woman's intelligence. Never has w- have women been so humiliated as by the feminists, and so downtrodden by these so-called. Uh, uh, Hollywood producers who raise up for feminism, but they destroy women look on television and soap operas like a bunch of prostitutes, adulterers and fornicators. Now, is that your idea of a woman? Is that your idea of raising up a woman? women have never been so degraded as they are by feminists who who want to destroy God and destroy His church, by Hollywood producers who produce to make every woman look at her worst and then have the gall to say that every other woman is like that. This is a strange world we live in. Equality in sex well, why don't you go out and be an animal? That's what you look like. That's what you act like. You see, this, this feminist business, this holding up women to what? Yeah. Television has done more harm and films. They have taken away the whole moral fiber of the country. That's why this network struggles to keep on going. You never leave a television program that you don't somehow feel dirty inside. You can't even watch the ads. Yeah, you're right. Even the cartoons are tainted with violence and evil. As a nation of Christians, we should kneel every night and say, Lord, have mercy on this country. We have lost our way. We have no concept of God or fear of the Lord. If I were a parent, I would object strenuously to sex education in first and second grade and all of it. I'll teach my kids the facts of life. They don't need to start when they're in the first or second grade. Now, isn't that demoralizing? We act as if that was the only thing worthwhile in the world. We've taken all the beauty of God's purpose out of it. Yeah, we're a nation that needs much prayer. Whatever you look at, whatever you read, is registered in your memory like a computer just like a computer. Be careful what you read. Be careful what you look at. Pray. Go to Jesus in the Eucharist and ask Our Lady to preserve your purity of mind and heart. If you want to get up there, you're going to have to do that. Pray for all the film people to somehow to get their act really together and they realize the great harm see all you people in film every child that strays because you've made a rotten film you're going to have to answer for that
2: and we are back moving on to our next topic can't keep yourself in a position of despair and we have a lot of that today and we're seeing that yeah. i think it's suicidal rates mm-hmm.
3: right yeah it's, it's really a sad thing to see but You know, when you think about the March for Life that we air every year, thankfully, I call it Life is Worth Living, that that's what the testimony really is. It's saying how beautiful life is and the dignity of all human life. And I remember when I first come here as an engineer, and I can still picture it, this call comes in. It was a live show that we were working, and this young man had called in, was about to commit suicide. And Mother very gently and calmly spoke to him, and eventually they found out who he was and uh, were able to help him in his situation. So people go through darkness, go through difficulties, but we always have to remember just the dignity with which we were made by God. He has a plan and a purpose for us, and... um, that's an eternal purpose.
2: Right. and I think part of the story with this particular one was having a sister who was causing mm-hmm. her difficulties and his mother points out you don't have to live in abuse. If you're being right. abused that way, you have to mm-hmm. take yourself out of that situation.
3: Exactly. and the church says the same thing regarding being a spouse. Yeah. you know that there are, there sometimes are reasons for separation. You do everything you can to avoid that, but sometimes it's necessary for the welfare of the person.
2: Right. Mother would always say, you know, the idea that nobody's has to be a, a, a floor mat for anybody mm-hmm. else, right?
3: Right. So she knew what that was, you know, and just her own growing up and the situations that she sometimes was in. And I think she had that strength of character to know and to have the wisdom that sometimes you don't put up with stuff. You have to right. move on.
2: And that's where Christ was so important in her own life, can't mm-hmm. keep yourself in a position of despair.
1: We have another call. Hello? Hi, Mother. Hi. Um, my name is Mary Ann, and I'm from Cranston, Rhode Island. Uh-huh and I was just wondering, Mother, um my sister has done some terrible things to me. She's hurt me really badly, out of jealousy, and um has wished me six feet under and forced me to almost commit suicide i I made it to the hospital and you know pulled through and everything and She hasn't stopped and just keeps it up, and I'm wondering how I can just keep getting through all this torment that she's putting me through. Who is the woman who's putting her through that? Her sister. Ooh, well, you got a problem. Do you have to live together? No, she's gone. If you don't have to live together, why don't you move? Get yourself a job and get some peace. I don't think, you know, that our dear Lord wants you to live in a position of abuse. You know? Well, uh, I think I would get some real good advice from a good priest and and see what you can do, you know, because things like that lead to despair. And what happened? A loss of hope. And what happened to you? You tried to commit suicide. You got to get away from that somehow. It's very difficult if somebody's banging at you all day, all night, all day, all night, not to lose hope, but please try not to. You need to pray more. You need to ask Our Lady to give you strength and courage and hope. See, you already lost hope once. Uh, suicide is going from the frying pan into the fire. See? Now we can't say that of every person who committed suicide because we don't know if they were in their right mind or what, but you cannot keep yourself in a position of despair. See, So I wish I could help you more, but I would have to ask more questions. So please go to some good priests around you that has compassion and love and understands. I think it's very important for all of us to understand, you know, that sometimes it isn't the Lord that puts us in those situations, but other people. And sometimes we do. But I don't think you can stay there and just, you know, end up suicidal. I don't think that's the right thing to do. Why don't we all say a prayer not only for this woman, but for all the people in our audience who have situations they can't get out of. Lord God, we praise and bless your holy name. And Lord, as I speak to these people, you know their hearts, you know their minds, you know their situations, you know their love, you know their sufferings and pain. I sit here, Lord, talking to them in the hopes that that the crumbs I'm able to offer will fall upon them and feed them in their great needs. But, Lord, only You, Lord Father, only You can give them the courage, the strength and the love they need to continue on no matter what. Only You, Father, can give them the understanding that The kingdom to come is well worth the pain of this life. Well worth it. And so, Father, I ask that you bless them tonight and give them those gifts that no one else can give, the gift of strength and courage. And I ask this in the name of Jesus and through the intercession of Mary, our Holy Mother.
0: There's more Mother Angelica answering the call on EWTN Radio. Let's return to Mother Angelica Answering the Call with Father Joseph and Doug Keck on EWTN Radio.
2: And we appreciate you staying with us for part two of Mother Angelica Answering the Call. I'm Doug Keck, joined as always by Father Joseph Mary Wolf, our chaplain mm-hmm. here at EWTN. Next up, our topic, what do you do after having an abortion? Now that's tough, and I'm sure you've mm-hmm. dealt with it many times, Father.
3: Yes, and that this person was advising someone who wasn't necessarily a believer in Christ. And I couldn't help but think of when I was traveling to the shrine one time getting gas and this young man pulls up. So he says, what's with the robes? <laughs> and, and so I told him I was going to the shrine. He said, you got confessions over there? And I said, yeah, we have confessions every day. He said, I've always wanted to do that. You know, he wasn't a Catholic. Mm-hmm. But there's something in us that wants to confess our guilt and obviously, this couple too, they were feeling a sense of deep remorse over what they had done and were looking for some solutions to that. So thankfully, she gave them a divine mercy card.
2: Right, and I think that's why it's so important that the pro-life movement speaks out in love Mm -hmm. because the goal is to prevent people from having to deal with this kind of thing where they suddenly come to realize after the fact of what
3: they've done. Mm -hmm. That we really can find healing. I've uh, assisted at Rachel's Vineyard that they've had here in Birmingham, women who've had abortions and finding healing. It's a wonderful uh, group that helps them to process and work through these things, to go to confession, you know, and be free of the burden of this guilt and to find healing in Jesus.
2: Right, and the idea that God has infinite compassion no matter what you've done. Mm-hmm. It's not beyond God's mercy.
3: And I think that's one of the reasons for the silent no more group too. Why that's important is so other people don't get involved in this too. That they see that it really is destructive and it really does harm us personally as well as, of course, the infant. Absolutely.
2: What do you do after having an abortion? Let's see what Mother has to say.
3: Nobody
1: has a question. Okay, we're ready for a call. Hello?
2: Hello,
5: Mother Angelica? Yes. I'm calling from Baton Rouge, Louisiana.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
5: And As of Friday, uh, I ran into an event that brought up three fears. The event centered around a couple who approached me trying to seek advice and help on what to do about having had an abortion, where the wife had had an abortion. This was two people, Mother, who realized that they have murdered their child. Right. And they were asking me what it was that they should do or could do it seemed from talking with them that their fear of being responsible led them to the murder. And then now they're facing not only guilt over that, but fear over their salvation. But in listening to what they have as a concept of God, these are people for whom Jesus is not real. They are people who don't have the fullness of the sacrament. I gave them a Chaplet of Divine Mercy card suggesting that they please pray that prayer. I passed on advice I had heard you give on an earlier program to pray for intercessory forgiveness and mercy to the soul of the child. Right.
1: I I I think what you need to do, all of those of you who are listening to me tonight, who have had an abortion or one or two or three abortions, you are not, I repeat, you are not beyond the mercy of God. What you do, kneel down now in your living room, in your bedroom, and just say, Jesus, I'm heartily sorry for having." committed an abortion. I trust you. I love you. I ask that you bestow upon me your forgiving power. I ask that you bestow upon the child that I did away with, the joy of thy heavenly kingdom. I ask for the grace never to offend Thee again in this manner. I trust in Your infinite mercy. Grant me the grace to go to any woman that I know is about to commit an abortion, and give her courage and strength and help her all I can. When thoughts of guilt come back to you, say a simple prayer from your heart. God has infinite compassion. He said to the adulterers, Has anyone condemned Thee? He said, No, Lord. Neither will I. Go and sit no more. Don't allow yourself to suffer from despair. That's not right. Give yourself the joy of experiencing in your heart the mercy of God. You know, we put up on our grounds here a little gravestone of all the aborted children. So you have a little grave there and there's a stone for all the aborted children in the world. And one day, we found a note on this grave and it said, Michael, I'm very sorry, Mother. You see, give God the joy of saying, I forgive you, go and sin no
2: more. And closing out this week's program, topic, great things are wrought through prayer. And prayer brings Mm -hmm. so many things. What are some of the great things that you've experienced?
3: Well, of course, just blessing people sometimes and praying that you just sense God's doing something with them and giving them his grace, of course, in my own needs too. Bringing them before the Lord and then seeing them realized. Uh, Maybe not always in the way that I wanted or was asking for, but in the way that I needed most.
2: It's interesting, too, because you had mentioned uh, one of the other programs with a a mother talking and revealing herself. as She talks Mm -hmm. about her own situation and that fear as a child and what you go through having to do with divorce, Mm -hmm. but realizing that you always have your mother, the blessed mother. In her case, Mm -hmm. her own mom, uh, through all the shortcomings there might have been, there's still somebody who loved her.
3: Yeah, and you think about mother's difficult growing up. Well, that didn't define her for the rest of her life, right? It was because of the Lord that the Lord brought her healing and forgiveness. And a couple really can, if they're two people of goodwill, they really can work through anything in their marriage with God. Just give it time, work on it, pray together, and God will show you the way.
2: Right, and and, and keep uh, that fortitude, that keep going forward, and trust that there will be an answer. Great things are wrought through prayer.
1: We have another call. Hello. Hello, mother. Where are you from? Yes, I'm from New York. Good. I'd
5: like to thank God for your program, you. It's made me feel awful good. A lot of times at night, just sitting here watching you. Thank you. My my main fear is that uh, I won't get my family back together. Uh, my wife and I going through divorce. and, uh, papers are all signed, but she just doesn't seem to know what she wants. I I go to church on a regular basis. I pray every night to talk to God. I read the Bible every morning, but I just don't seem to get many answers. I just don't know where to go
0: anymore.
1: Well, I know what that means. I remember the day my mother went to court to get a divorce from my father. (coughs) scared to death, I hid behind a, a ice box, you know, they didn't have freezer refrigeration Or day. When my grandfather came home, he kept looking for me. I was so afraid at six years old that my father would get me and I kept hiding behind the ice box. And he kept going, Rita, Rita, where are you? And I was going to stay there forever. And finally he caught on, you know, and he said, the judge gave you to your mother." I ran out from behind that ass box. It's a terrible, painful day. I feel for you. And I feel for your family. What you're doing is the best thing you can do. Great things are wrought through prayer. And right now, we're all, there's a lot of us here tonight, we're all going to pray for you. Come on, let's say Hail Mary for
0: For more about Mother Angelica and to listen to her shows, go to EWTN.com. See you next time on Mother Angelica, answering the call only on EWTN Radio.